This is Andy. Welcome to Winter Faith with Fraser. Andy's funny. Time for the show. Welcome to Winter Faith with Frazier. This is a podcast that teaches that deep doubt is a necessary part of authentic faith. In this podcast, I will explore the value of the journey of faith, grief, and loss. Let's get into it. Alright, in this podcast, um, I am going to be calling this episode number 29, episode number 29, and it is called On Being a Stepdad. Joseph, from the line of Jesse, the line of King David, Joseph the carpenter, Joseph the husband to uh, to Mary, the mother of Jesus, Joseph the stepdad to Jesus Christ, the savior of the world, the reason for the season of Christmas, as we say. Joseph had pressure on him. Joseph, I'm guessing, felt a lot of anxiety. Joseph had lots of important people, lots of people of honor to live up to and not let down. Joseph had his work cut out for him, we might say, because Joseph had a lot of challenges. First, Joseph was part of the line of King David. King David was the king of kings to the Jewish nation. At this point in history, King David's line had fallen. It had been filled with blood and adultery and murder and shame, sexual sin, uh, probably a strong, you know, still a strong name, but had really been torn. Joseph was part of a, you know, a scarred family line with all his greatness in the line of David. He was still very imperfect and very broken, especially at this point in history for the Jewish people. So he's from the line of King David and all that comes with that. Second, Joseph was the husband to Mary. Mary, a young teenager who was pregnant and he easily could have divorced her or never married her. A young mother who was unmarried was shameful at this time in the Jewish world. And and still, I think even today, we still don't look, I would say, favorably around young mothers who aren't married. I still think it carries with some of the shame even today. But certainly in the time of, of Jesus and the first century Roman Empire and the Jewish people, a young mother who was not married or was pregnant, at, at least if nothing else, would have been very shameful to that world. Joseph had a fiancé who was pregnant, and also a fiancé who said that God had conceived this child that was in her. So Joseph was merely a stepfather to this young boy that was, that was a part of Mary. This child was not his own, so why should he be kind to Mary? She was doing everything wrong in the eyes of culture and religion. He could have easily publicly shamed her and got rid of this relationship with her. 
So second, Joseph was a husband to Mary and all that comes with that. Third, Joseph was going to be a stepfather to Jesus, the Son of God and Savior of the world. He was just a carpenter. Nothing fancy, not a lot of money, not a lot of fame, not a lot of value in the eyes of culture. Jesus was, or Joseph was merely caught up in the life of Jesus, perhaps by accident, some people think. Joseph was merely a man caught up in this situation. He was just a carpenter. Yet, Joseph trusted in Mary, believed in Mary. He protected Mary. He protected Mary's name. He protected Mary's son and his stepson. He listened to Mary and honored her by listening to her. He believed her. He trusted her that this angel had come down and had had this calling on Mary's life. And he said, I'm not, I'm not going to divorce her. I'm going to stay with her. And so Joseph, in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, it says, Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, and he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. So Joseph had planned in his mind to divorce her quietly. So he still says, I'm not going to get involved, but I'm going to, I'm going to honor you and divorce you quietly. We can go on to more of the story of, of Joseph, but I just want to get that in of how much pressure was in Joseph, the carpenter, the stepfather of Jesus and the mother or the husband to the mother of, of Jesus, Mary. So as some of you know, I vaguely get this story. I vaguely understand it. I understand it better now than I ever have before. As some of you listeners know, I am a stepfather myself. I have uh, felt myself connected to the story of Joseph more in the past year than ever before. So some of the pressures of fatherhood are completely the same when you're a stepfather. But also, some of them are completely different. So what do I mean by that? Well, they are in the same that, you know, I I spend a lot of time with my stepdaughter. I'm married to her mother. Um, We, you know, spend a lot of time as a family together, having meals together, going on trips together, doing all the fun stuff together, and doing all the not-so-fun stuff of parenting together, as in, you know, enforcing rules and teaching lessons and getting clothes on and um, clean, you know, cleaning up and watching your daughter. You know, a lot of those things are are the same as as any father. But there's also some things that are different. So here are some examples of some things that are different. Um, my daughter does not share the same name as me. Her driver's license and passport will have different names when we travel together, and that's a little sad. Uh, for me at times. Um, my daughter also will say things, and I know she, that's not, she doesn't mean anything by this, but she'll just say, oh, you know, there's my stepdad and my real dad. So that, you know, that hurts at times, but I know that's just part of the challenge that I have is, you know, sh- her trying to differentiate between the stepdad and the real dad. And so there's, there's a close biological connection she has with her real dad that I just don't share. And that's just part of the the challenge that I have, and that and that's a little a little sad and and a little hard 
at times as well because I might internalize it to think that there's something wrong with me or I'm not doing something right. But really, that's just that's just a part of the challenge. Uh, I've heard it said before, uh, the only thing harder than being a parent is being a step-parent. And so I don't talk to a lot of, of step-parents, but I, I do, I think I understand what they're, what they're getting at a little bit, that there's some different challenges um, because of the name, because of the biology, because of the story. Um, uh, another thing is, you know, I wasn't with her at her birth. I wasn't with her for the first two and a half, three years of her life. So, um, that can, it's, it's kind of like you're, you're picking up on lost history. Um, you see pictures that, that you're not in, um, you see pictures that you're not a part of. There's moments in history that you're not a part of, uh, in her life. And, but one of the things I, I guess not, and, but what I need to remember is she'll always be a person that remembers me as a person who loves her and she won't remember life without me. So even though I remember life without her, you know, she met me when she was three. If you ask her, she'll say she met you. She met me when I was when she was two. And so part of her understanding is now she'll always understand that, um, you know, she'll always understand life with me and she doesn't really think about life without me. And as she grows older and older and adds more and more years to her life, she's not going to remember life without me. She's always going to be a person that thinks of me as a person who's always been there and a person that's always loved her. And so that, you know, that is something very, very special. So there are, you know, some things that are, you know, that are different. Well, I want to go back to Joseph. Um, so Joseph, like I said, I've connected with Joseph more um, since becoming a stepfather and Joseph gets visited by an angel as well. So if we continue with the story of Joseph, we see that that Joseph all of a sudden gets visited by the angel, and the angel of the Lord commands him to take Mary as his wife. Take Mary as his wife and to name the boy Jesus. I don't think we think about this, but according to the book of Matthew, the name of Jesus is given to Joseph. Um, the name of Jesus is given to Joseph for him to kind of tell the name to Mary. So then Joseph um, and Mary give birth and they um, have to travel to Egypt to escape from the king who is trying to kill um, all the little boys at this time. So a lot of trauma there that Joseph goes through with his young married wife, his young marriage, and they're young and, and having a child. And so it says that Joseph got up and he took the child and he took uh, Mary during the night and they left for Egypt where they could stay until the death of the king. And so he protects his family. He protects his family to the point of going to a different country. And we got to think about traveling in the first century. Traveling was not about, you know, getting in your minivan, listening to Sirius XM radio, you know, the kids got the tablet in the back, and you're just driving to a new state. That is not the story at this time. Traveling was very hard. It was very dirty. It was very gross in the first century. 
Um, you're on camel, you have other animals with, with you, you have maybe other people traveling with you as well because everybody else is fleeing from the king, so it could be very busy. And it's just, you know, travel was very hard at that time. And so we got to think about, you know, this young family traveling together. And I just think about, you know, hey, did you remember to bring this? Did you remember to bring that? Just kind of like the constant communication that that you have when you're traveling as a family. Um, And then you you add on, you know, a young boy. And that's got to make traveling even more difficult. You know, I don't know if she's you know, how they're feeding him, how they're feeding each other, how are they paying for this travel, how are they paying for their food. But we do know um, that, you know, this this traveling is is probably a lot of pressure. I just think about, okay, what's the, what's the pressure that Joseph is feeling? Because you have just the physical nature of, of traveling and, you know, just physically how difficult it is to travel. But then you also have, like, how is Mary feeling physically after she just had a baby. And not only did she just have a baby, but she didn't have a baby like in a, you know, a nice hospital bed or a nice warm um, house, but she had her baby in a stable with other animals. And I just think about kind of the the shame that I feel for sometimes not having enough to to supply for, for my family. But then I think about how much you know, Joseph had to go through of like, wow, I can't even find a place for my family to stay. Just like, I just, man, I can just feel that. That's just got to be super stressful. And I, I feel like if I can't provide for my family, then I, I, I do feel pretty guilty and, and, and kind of embarrassed about that. So I wonder if, if Joseph is having any of those f- feelings of like, wow, my kid, the son of God, is, is going to be born to my beautiful young wife and we're in a stable with a bunch of animals. Great. You know, just, you know, what was he feeling? I might be reading into that too much. So just kind of like the physical nature of the travel, then the emotional nature of, of being a young married couple and, and also being, you know, being a, a dad for the, for the first time. And then also I just think about the, the spiritual um, trials that they were facing of, you know, can we do a good job being parents to the Son of God? And just relate, relating to my own life, can I be a good parent? I think that, you know, I think I am a good parent, but I think that is something that, you know, you're constantly asking God, like, all right, God, are you sure I'm in the right position here? Are you sure you want me to be a part of this family? You know, is this really what the calling of my life is Is about because I I got to tell you I always thought my calling in my life was going to be a lot more career based I thought I was going to be in charge of a church or in charge of a a, a large uh, organization or just somebody who is like important in in my career and I think I I connected a lot with my identity through through work through education through how much I get paid. And I do feel like, oh, the greater task that I have is being a good dad and being a good husband and being um, letting God use me in that avenue a lot more than work. And I'll do a good job at my at my work, but maybe that's not the number one thing I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so I think about Joseph just saying, okay, I'm a carpenter. I thought I was just supposed to, you know, 
do my job and get married and have kids, but but now I'm in not only am I raising kids, but I'm married to the mother of the Son of God, and I'm raising uh, another carpenter who just happens to be Jesus, the Son of God. Just the amount of pressure that this guy thought, oh, I thought I was just going to be a normal carpenter and kind of have a normal life. Yeah, I know I'm from the line of David, but, you know, just the complete change in Joseph's purpose in history, his name in history, and how he is giving honor to the name of King David. And I, I keep going back to that family honor because his family... King David's family had been scarred with so many tragedies, so many pains, so many sufferings, so many kind of evil actions. If you ever want to look at the history of David and his brothers and his sons and just all the things that that family had been through, it's pretty profound that Joseph is the start of kind of reclaiming the honor of the line of David and you know, you think about David, who was known for his affair with Bathsheba. He is known for the murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. And now Joseph is reclaiming this name of David as a person who is not only being a father, but being a good father, not only being a, a husband, but being a great husband that listens to his wife and, and trusts his wife to the point of God calling him to be the leader of, of this family and, and uh, to lead. And, and I just think there's something powerful about what Joseph is, is called to do. And so I'm uh, grateful for this story and I think I just, you know, just think about something that I said that that Joseph and Mary lead the family together and that God calls them together to, to lead Jesus in his his young life as as a young boy and as a young man. And you think about Joseph and Mary being the people that really know a bunch of things in history that we all wish we we knew, you know, what was young boy Jesus like? Well, they were with him every day. What was it like to to teach young Jesus how to bathe or teach young Jesus how to read? I have no idea if they were the first people to teach him, but just the fact that they were there with him in his early days, I think is very special. And none of that stuff is in scripture a whole lot. We don't know what the day in and day out schedule of Mary and Joseph and Jesus was like as a young family. But I just think there's something so special as they're leading Jesus together, as Mary and Joseph are in that young marriage. You know, what what was that like? And so those are some interesting, interesting things to me. And like I said, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual trials on the basis of a father, but on the basis as a young husband, and the basis as uh, a person who is going through a lot. And I do want to just really honor Mary and Joseph at this time. Uh, this is the Christmas season. It's obviously a time that we remember Jesus, that we remember uh, the 
the life that, that Jesus lived and the birth that he lived, but think about his parents, um, a pretty big influence on young Jesus. And I don't know, you know, how much of a role they played in his life, but if it's like, if, if we're saying that Jesus is like, you know, a hundred percent human and, and he is obviously the son of God, but he's also human and just kind of that understanding then we got to think that Mary and Joseph had a pretty huge impact on Jesus's life. So that just says to me the huge impact that I have on the the life of of my daughter, the life of my wife. You know, I have a pretty big impact on them and and they have a huge impact on me and as I try to be a follower of Jesus and and I think about this idea of like the husband being the leader of the family and I I think I I go back and forth on that because I don't I don't know if the husband is any more of a leader than the mother is more of a leader. I think they're they're pretty equal, but I do think the the most important thing is to be uh is to be a a follower. So if I'm a if I'm a follower first, then people will follow me. And so in that sense, uh there might be somebody that I'm ahead, there might be somebody I'm behind, but we're all following uh we're all following the ways of, of God. And specifically, me and you can look back and, and look at the life of Jesus and follow how he lived. But Joseph and Mary, you know, they didn't have this idea of, hey, I'm going to live like Jesus did because, oh yeah, Jesus is in the crib next door. Or Jesus is in the stable. Um, Jesus is going to school and then we have to come home and um, and have our dinner together and then go over to our Passover meal together and then you know, go to this celebration over here of this Jewish holiday and just all the things day in and day out that Joseph, Mary, and Jesus did as a family. I just, I really wonder what that would be like. And so what they were doing is they were following the Torah. They were following the laws of Moses. They were doing their um, traditional Jewish sacrifices. And, and they were people that really tried to live under the grace of, and law of the Torah, and, you know, they were trying to um, live out their life in, in, following, in following their God. And so when I look at what it's like to follow, to follow in the, the footsteps of, of the leadership of, of the Jewish nation, it's pretty remarkable to, to think of how, how much they lived and, and honored God by their actions of, of being parents. So that just encourages me, just fast forward to my life, you know, how, I, how, how am I following the ways of the Torah? How am I following the ways of God? How am I following in the steps of Jesus? And, and how am I following in being a, a good stepdad like Joseph was, being a, being a person that listens and obeys and and follows the the orders of God. I've never had an angel come down and tell me, "Don't be afraid. God's got you covered." You know, trust trust in that process, trust Mary. But I do think that I have had God speak to me and God is is speaking to me in ways of saying, "Hey, trust the people that I've put in your life and and follow, you know, the the people in my life, whether it's my parents, um whether it's um my wife, whether it's um, my brothers at at church, you know, there's a lot of good people, good 
following Jesus people in my life that I can pursue and and be a part of and have relationships with people and that I'm not, you know, I'm not any better or or any um, worse off in a lot of ways than than how Joseph was, Um, that he's learning and growing and being a dad and and being a husband. And and that's what I'm doing. I'm learning and growing and, and being a dad and being a husband and and what it's like to to be a part of a family and so i really i really connect with joseph i I really hope that there's something in this lesson that that you've learned about and i hope to talk more about the challenges of of family and the challenges of 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 step parenting and and also just the challenges of parenting um but i also am am just grateful in this time to take some time to just reflect on on Jesus and Joseph and Mary and, and their small family that they had together and just how special it is to, to be a part of a, a small family. I really relate to that. So, well, I thanks, thank you for listening in. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and I pray that you will uh, continue to grow and, and become closer to God uh, during this season and during this time of year. So thanks for Thanks for tuning in.